What's up? I hope you're having a very good evening or morning or whatever you're listening to this podcast. I'm going on a rant about tough love. My name is Eric, and welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. Tough love. Now, if you've ever been to definitely an AA meeting or OA meeting, there's this expression called tough love. That's the first time I heard it, by the way. It means many things to many people. You know, I, I'll give you an example of the tough love I'm talking about today. Uh, I have a cousin, or I had a cousin, who um, drank a lot. And my mother used to talk about him all the time. And she said that he was on disability and we think he was on disability because of his alcoholism. I'm not sure. We're not sure. But she said that when he gets his check once a month, his girlfriend from Maryland will drive down, pick him up, take him to Maryland. I think they got his place in Maryland where they can gamble. Gamble away his money, bring him back home, and drop him off at what we call the um, oak tree at the end of the road. She won't, she won't drop him off at his house. She'll drop off the oak tree. And then his mother, who was my mother's second cousin, I think, would, would actually walk up to the, to, the, um, to the oak tree up the road, half a mile, and try to bring him home. If the father's not home with the car, she'll drive him home. But if, it, if, she, if he has the car, she'll drive her best to bring him home because he's drunk and he's lost, whatever. And she said, my mom said, that she told her to leave him alone. That she, he, he needs help. He needs this. That she should actually, she, she claimed she told, she said, I told her to, to kick him out. The reason why he keeps doing what he's doing because you keep, you know, because she keeps bailing him out. Um, long story short, before he was in that position, he had a house, he had a wife, he had kids. Um, I guess it got so bad, his alcoholism got so bad, the wife left him and took the kids and he lost the house. And now he's living back home with, with mommy and daddy. So my mother always had arguments with her first, second cousin about, you know, and the, you know, let, let him fly on his own, as they say. And and she said that, oh, she goes, oh, that's my son. That's my son. I love my son. I can't. But meanwhile, she's not helping the situation any. And there's a, that's where tough love comes in. Somebody said, well, I don't like tough love. You know, um, tough love is, is, is cruel. I mean, she's trying to help him out. Maybe she should do this. Well, she did try to get him in. I heard he was in like three or four rehabs, but he didn't. He wouldn't stay. And I heard he was he was be he was in the hospital for detox quite a few times. And then I heard he had when he was in detox. I heard uh, he had friends that used to sneak alcohol to him in, in the hospital. They're not helping either. So she didn't like the terminology "tough love." You got to have tough love. You got to let him fly on his own. 
I mean, I read there was a. Uh, I was looking at the um, Animal Channel, and I don't know the, the species of the bird, but the bird, these birds, they zoo, they they nest on a cliff, on a mountain, and when it's time for the little chicks to go out to leave the nest, they would push the chicks out of the nest. If the chicks don't fly, they die. If the chicks fly, they live on to do to carry on. Well. That's a somebody who said, "Well, that's cruel." I don't know if that's cruel or not. That's tough love. That's tough love. And unfortunately, to fit the end of the story with that part of the story, unfortunately, uh, his mother died, and his father died, and he uh, lived in that house. And now he has money, and now he explores. He was, for what I heard, he was selling drugs. Getting high every weekend. One weekend he he wasn't paying the bills, so he, they couldn't give oil to get heat. So he bought a heater, and he had the heater too close to the curtains. The curtains caught on fire. The house burned down. Um, then he had to go to house to house the family members. They wanted to live with me, and I said, "No, you're not gonna burn my house down." And then, long story short, yada yada, he wind up in the um, hospice. He wound up, and that's the last time I heard. I heard he wound up in hospice because his body stopped functioning. And then I heard once they put him in hospice, he got better. Well, the reason why he got better because he didn't have anybody to sneak alcohol in, in, in him. And that's the last I heard him. He he was in hospice, he got better, and he, and he was supposed to be in a nursing home. But it's, I don't know what to tell you. I could say something very, someone said it's very cruel, but I did say this. If you had, if she would have had tough love, that house would probably still be, wouldn't have gotten burned down. You know, if she, if he had tough love enough to get his act together, he probably wouldn't have never been in hospice. So now we get into the part what got me on this subject. Um... I was talking to a friend and we were talking about the 1980s and the HIV AIDS uh, year, I call it the episode that year. And I remember how, talking about prejudice, how people was the gay, gay people being prejudiced against other gay people. When I mean prejudice, if, if you, if, um, um, if they found out that you HIV or you have AIDS, they um, stayed away from you, like you had le leprosy. You know, you heard that leprosy, they stay away. And I've heard stories where guys are still um, fooling around. Because um, I think that's when they had a law that if they started this law, if you if you know that you have HIV and AIDS and, and you don't tell the person you're having sex with and you give it to them, I think you can go to jail. Jail for that? That was back in, I think, in the 80s. It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. And um, it's, in my opinion, it's hard. It was rough to tell what it was. Alcoholism, we know alcohol is a drug. Well, self-esteem, sex is also a drug. I mean, you have high self-esteem and you know that you you looking good and you got this and you got that and you can attract all these people. And you know that if you were to tell people 
what your status was. That was a big thing back in the 80s. Getting gay men to tell their status. I mean, if you did tell your status, you won't, you probably won't get that hot number across the hall, across the way at the at the bar. People, you won't have as many friends. They they may um, stay away from you. I don't know. I've never really um, experienced that. I mean, if if someone said the HIV, I'd still be their friends. If someone said have AIDS, I'd still be their friends. In fact, I think I made a podcast. I became a buddy because I felt I felt you know like I want to show my compassion to to these people. But I never used the terminology tough love. When someone who's at HIV or have AIDS or have any kind of disease, COVID or cough or cold or whatever, and still out there, I've, I've seen guys um, who had the cold, just a, just a regular cold. And I would say, well, why don't you stay at home? No, I don't want to stay at home. I want, I want to go out and do this. I want to go out and do that. And then they do, and it may affect you know, the many people. I don't know what that what that is, but... It just brought that to mind. I just thought back. Uh, me and my friend was thinking about what about those times, and the other thing that brought it on too was I have a friend. Um, he's allergic to cats, so he came to my house. He 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 didn't. I had cleaned my house up so that he couldn't, you know, because he's allergic to cats. So I vacuumed. I did this. And then when the cat came out, he didn't touch the cat. The cat came up to him. And my cat, Happy, is very, very friendly. So um, he um, went to this um, um, girl house. And in the girl house, it's his neighbor. And she has cats. And he said, well, I hardly ever come to your house, your house because you have cats. And I was helping her do something. I was fixing something for her as a neighbor. And she had a cat. So I figured I, I, figured I pet the cat. Well, she, he pet the cat and then he got very sick. And then during his sickness, he had congestion. He was sneezing. His eye was watering and all like this. And then finally, maybe the second or third day, he said to me, you know, it feels like I had, because then he was getting better. He said, it feels like I, I had a cold. And I said to him, I said, yeah, your neighbor could have had COVID because COVID's coming back now. So your neighbor could have had COVID and you could have got COVID and not the cat. And you blame everything on the cat. And the only reason I'm bringing that up because that's a situation where that's how we got into these conversations, him and I, about tough love and, and compassion and all like this. Because even with COVID, and COVID to me is a very sneaky, so-called sneaky disease. If it is a disease, um, it's a cons- conspiracy theory. You know, you know what the conspiracy theory is. Um, they think it's, it's something made in, in 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 the laboratory. And getting since we're on that subject, they said the same thing about HIV and AIDS that it, that it was something the government drummed up to get rid of uh, gay people. There's always a c- conspiracy series theory going around anyway. But to make a long story short, no. Um, I was telling him people have a uh, COVID, this COVID thing. People could have, when they came out and said people can have COVID, 
not know they got COVID, not, not knowing that they got COVID and wind up giving it to other people because they, they're not sick, they're not this, and not that. And that. Well, anyway, I know you're saying to me, you're ranting on, ranting on, but it was something that brought to mind. You know, when you, when you get older, a lot of stuff come, come to your head from the past. And that tough love came to me because a lot of people said, I think someone even said to me that you must have been that I've never um, have HIV or got down with AIDS. He said, you must have tough love for yourself because you didn't come down with this and you did this and you did that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I never thought about it. I never thought about it. I know a lot of people don't like tough love, but sometimes you need to, to do tough love. Like if I'm in my, I have put this on Facebook and I said, if, if a man ain't got a car and a man ain't got a, uh, ain't got a car, ain't got a job, ain't got a, a roof over his head, then there's nothing that a man can do for me. And then one of my cousins, female cousins, she said, well, he could be down on his luck. And I wrote back to her, I said, do you know how many men in my life, I'm 71 years old, do you know how many men I've had who claim to be down on their luck and you take them in and they still don't get a job? All they want to do is lay up on you, eat your food, watch your TV and drink your, drink your liquor, smoke your, your reefer. That's all they want to do. I had tough love. My name is Eric, and thank you for listening to this craziness that lives inside my head. I know.